0: Just a little reminder of where we've been over this last few weeks, Um, uh, and this is the last one from me, uh, just for a little while, I'm sure some of you will be glad to hear. Uh, We've been thinking about communities uh, and the fact that there are five communities here at All Saints, and we'd love there to be more. We're united together as one church family with one vision, but we express our worship in slightly different ways, and we seek to honor and build one another up in that, not compete. And um, part of this uh, conversation has come out of this idea that actually services is a bit of an unhelpful word, but us being a community together, communities. Of Christ specifically is a little bit more helpful. And, uh, two weeks ago we talked about communities of faith, about how actually we're supposed to be full of the Holy Spirit, supposed to be stepping out and God will do extraordinary things through the ordinary things that we do of following Him. And then last week we talked about being uh, a church on mission, about how discipleship is really, really key. But that is not just the job of one or two people up at the front, but that is the job of all of us. We are a priesthood, a holy priesthood together, and all of us get to participate in that. So as this morning I talk about being a community of generosity, it's got a little bit of a health warning because it might be, you know, that as you hear the vicar talk about this stuff is that you're already thinking kind of, Oh man, what is Mark gonna ask us to do now? He's gonna ask us to give more and be on more teams and do more, and I am exhausted. And that kind of teenage harumph uh has arrived in you already. Well, hold tight if that's you, cause cause if that's you, then this message is for you. Um let's start in a slightly different place. From the passage, just as a kind of way of coming in to land on it. And let's talk instead about love. You see, the New Testament is really clear. Jesus is really clear when he was asked and he bounced back that double set of commands that we are to love God and we're also to love our neighbors, but we're to love our neighbors as ourselves and then he gives them another command that we are to love one another so we're to love God we're to love our neighbors we're to love ourselves and we're to love one another as part of this shared Christian community do you remember that little line from last week uh, that they went back to their own people their own community and so we're to love one another. But the foundation for all of this is not about earnestness. It's not about doing. It's not about achieving more. It's all in response to the fact that he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. It says in 1 John 4 verse 19. So I want you to hold that in the back of your back of your minds as we talk about this passage. And it might be that, you know, that little list of four four kind of directions of love, that one of them leaps out at you. It might even be that it's the third one. You find it difficult to love yourself. You find it difficult... To accept yourself before God. And you know, God wants to come and fill you and refresh you. And make you whole in him. Even this morning. And that's not your own effort. That's his marvelous work in you. You see, as we seek to love others, it doesn't come by effort. It comes because of what God has done in us. We love because he first loved us. So let's just chat through a, a few things in this passage. The first one is that they were of one heart and mind. You know, we will not, as a church family, agree on everything. But we should be united In following Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. We should have our lives, our living, shaped by him. And following him draws us together in heart and mind. That chorus that we sang by Jack Hayford, Majesty, that's one of the little asides, as it were, in the vision statement for this little phrase, being a church on the way. Because Jack Hayford's church was called... The church on the way. And I pray for us that we would be really clearly united together as followers of Jesus. The strange thing about being in a connected world, in a world that is always on, where we connect to everything, is that actually it disconnects us. We get fed a steady stream of things that we like. And actually we get separated out into our own little kind of enclaves of tribes of things that we like. But as a Christian community, we've been drawn together with Jesus at the head. We are not the center of the universe. God The source of all being and life. The one who we gaze upon. The one who shows us how to live in the here and now. The one who unites us. The one who will lead us home. The one who is the first and the last. The beginning and the end. The alpha and the omega. He is at the center of it all. Not us. And so a Christian community. Is different from anything else on the planet. The kingdom of God unites us across geography, across politics, across age limits, across race, across backgrounds. And the reason that we're united is is not because of an ideology, it's not because of a set of thoughts, it's because of the person of Jesus Christ. So this community was united in heart and mind and no one claimed anything as their own. You know, to be in a Christian community it is different from how the world works. You know, today we are encouraged to ensure everything, to ensure everything and protect our own little bubble, our own little kind of modern day version of a castle. I don't know about you, but occasionally we've had uh, new-to-us cars. I mean, second-hand cars. Uh, but they are new to us, and so they are precious and shiny. And I don't quite know how God sets this up. And I wonder whether this resonates with you, but every single time we have had a new-to-us car, it seems that someone very close to us has the need of borrowing a car just like the one that we've just bought. And I don't know about you, but that is very annoying. Because, quite frankly, if it's new and it's shiny, then it is mine. And I want to keep it, and I want to keep it new and shiny. And everything in me screams, no! And the Holy Spirit says, yes! It's time to lend out the new thing. And he wins. Our flesh response, our human response, is to hold on tightly to the things we have, we own. And the Holy Spirit in us says it's time to share, it's time to give away, it's time to be a blessing to others but you see all of this has got this clear foundation because it's not just that they've set up a kind of a share cafe although those things are, are really good and we could probably do with more of those things in our culture. But the thing that marks this community out is as different is they are gathered around the person of Jesus Christ and they will not stop talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. we must not let go of the message and just be nice. Because nice without Jesus won't get us very far. You see, we have a desire to connect with others, but we must not let go of the truth that fires us up, that burns within us, even if we might want to let it go because we think that that truth might offend others. You know, the truth is less offensive than you think. And if you think that the truth of Jesus Christ is offensive to people, well then maybe people need to be offended. Maybe that is okay. We can be gracious and loving about it, but we should not be ashamed to be followers of Jesus Christ. You know, if you're, if you're at a party with someone and you get talking in the corner by the drinks table or by the nibbles or whatever it might be, and they in passing start talking about their Buddhist practice, you know, you wouldn't bat an eyelid. But if you turned around to them and said, Oh, yeah, and I, and, I, and I just can't help but get through each day with praying to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, it might be in our culture that they kind of go, What? It might seem strange. And we need to work hard to try and find the right words for it. Jay John, if you've ever heard him speak, is a master at this. When asked once what he does, uh, he recounts the story like this. He says, I work for a global enterprise. We have outlets in nearly every country in the world. We have hospitals and hospices, homeless shelters. We do marriage work. We have orphanages, feeding programs, educational programs. We do justice and reconciliation. Basically, we look after people from birth to death and we deal in the area of behavioral alteration. It's called the church. Have you heard of it? Obviously, he tells the story much better in his slightly high-pitched voice. <laughs> and he gets more excited. The, the, the pitch gets higher and higher the more excited he gets. We mustn't let go of Jesus. The thing is this. It's all by God's grace. I love the phrasing in this reading. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them that there was no needy person among them. You see, it's all by his grace. All by his grace. Ephesians puts it like this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work in us. It's all his grace. If we give anything away, it's because He has given it. If we have a generous heart towards others, it's because He's done the work in us. It's all His grace, and we need His grace to overflow in us and out of us. Last couple of things as I come into land. You know, we have uh, five habits that we've been talking about for a year or so and the last one is to give or to live generously. To be a community of people that are not living for ourselves where the blinkers are on and we're just trying to get through but to have our eyes up and look out for others. To live like this is, is not just about giving stuff away but it's about seeing the value in other human beings. To see that their ideas, their contribution is worthwhile. When we live like that, we're of one heart and mind. Seeing God at work in others. Yes, sharing our stuff. Yes, giving finances to the local church. And by the way, if you, if you don't know how to do that or you want to start, we'd love to help you do that. There's a giving box at the back of church. Uh, There's some information sheets on there as well. We'd love to help you do that. But I don't want you to hear that this is about the money. It's not. It's about what's going on in your heart. You could serve on a team in this place, but actually if you were serving on a team and you were just being a grumpy teenager about it, then stop and allow, slow down and allow... God, to fill you from the inside out so that as you you give, as you live generously, as you serve on a team, as you are a blessing to your neighbour, that what's happening is that the life of the King of Kings is flowing up from within you. You see, this is less about action and more about an attitude that bubbles up from within that leads to action. It starts in our hearts. It moves through the church community and it overflows